0: Hi everyone and welcome to Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck. I'm
1: Kaylee. And I'm Jen. And today we are still talking about abortion. So much to talk about. So this episode will cover kind of our personal experience learning about abortion and our personal views on it as well as how to talk to some anti-choice people in your life perhaps about abortion and how we can all work together to um, make healthcare and uh medical stuff around birth uh, more accessible to people.
0: Hell yeah. Enjoy! Let's get started talking about abortion. So, Jen, tell me about your... Like, what did you learn about abortion growing up and... How, what was Mm -hmm. your journey like to becoming pro-choice?
1: I don't think I specifically learned anything about abortion, uh, you know, beyond like stuff in sex ed, but we didn't actually cover the topic of abortion. And even when I was in religious school, we didn't cover that topic, but I was also like 14 uh, when I Uh was going to religious school. (laughs) So I don't think... Uh, they thought it was necessary to cover. I did get some stuff in my religious um, upbringing about abortion. Like Mm -hmm. when I was sort of figuring out what my spirituality was and in the process of leaving the church as a teenager, the churches I went to had these things called sanctity of life Sundays,
0: <laughs> and <laughs> those don't sound manipulative at all. <laughs> no,
1: one of the churches I went to actually used it as a as a day to like remember people who had died, like so young okay. like people, which is like good. Okay, cool. Fully grown we're, people. <laughs> yeah, like fully developed, out of the womb people. Um, most of them were like old people, right? Those are the people that died. But yeah. anyway, other churches used it as like a propaganda for yeah. uh, pro, pro-life, pro as they would call it. I would call them anti-choice um, stuff. Right, and you so, went to a
0: lot of different churches growing up, so you kind of
1: got the... I see, Yeah, span the gamut the spread. of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we had someone come to one of the churches I went to from like a pregnancy crisis center (laughs) yeah bullshit and talk to us about like all the great stuff they were doing saving the lives of babies and even then (laughs) i was like this seems weird and wrong like so pregnant people are coming to you and you're not really helping them with their pregnancies Mm -hmm. you're just being like god loves that child and you need to have that child like felt very icky to me and and in ways i couldn't really put my finger on at the time because I, I think I was still in a mindset of like, yeah, of course, every every conceived child should be born. And if mm-hmm. they're doing that, then that's good. But I, I think obviously what they're missing is like the actual support system to support women during pregnancy or pregnant any sort of pregnant person during their pregnancy, as yeah. well as uh, the, the child after they're born. And um, I also went to a non-denominational church for a while that like had a specific Uh, sermon on like uh, abortion and it was very uh, while they didn't come right out and say it the tone toward the people seeking abortions was also like these people are awful murderers Um, and I remember it was
0: probably more focused on like the lives of the baby Uh but like that's just a way of saying that someone that gets an abortion is a murderer exactly directly saying those words right and
1: these women that seek abortions they don't know any better they like you know it was yeah people were like crying and i i remember Uh at that time i was almost 18 or so i was about to go to college and i had i had kind of come to the realization of like these people are not evil, they just like need help or they don't know what to do or they know that they can't have, uh, you know, they can't support a child. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I remember we got into like small groups to talk about it during this church service and this woman in my group was like crying about it and I was like, I don't think they're evil, so.
0: Probably because she had an abortion, right? (laughs) I mean,
1: statistically, maybe,
0: statistically, <laughs> the most... There had to be some people in that church that had had abortions.
1: Absolutely, because again, statistically, yeah. the, the largest group of people who have abortions are married uh, Christian women, so probably. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. So that was that was kind of all the direct uh, teaching I had on abortion, but that yeah. was in my teens i had access to the internet right and so i kind of started Uh to like dabble in feminist literature and kind of gain a better understanding of why people seek abortions and um i i had kind of started to move away from religion so i had more uh i was able to think more critically about it i would say but what about you i think yours was a little more indoctrinated than (laughs) mine maybe
0: yeah i was gonna say i wish that um I wish that I was as woke as you were <laughs> so early. Uh, hair flip. <laughs> uh, Yeah, mine Mine was not. Mine, I'm a little embarrassed to talk about mine sometimes oh, now, but uh, I mean, I, I think it's a good thing, too, because it shows the, kind of the trajectory of somebody who changed their mind from being very, anti-abortion to now being fully pro-choice so Mm -hmm. it's an important message to share but uh, you know I wish I hadn't felt that way um, I'd like to blame yeah. the institutions I was raised in. <laughs>
1: it's the system. <laughs> it's not me. It's the system.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I think I've mentioned this before, but I, I believe one of the first things I remember hearing or really learning about abortion was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. I went to a private Christian school and in our life science class, uh, it wasn't called that because of abortion. It was like, I think it was like biology yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, but we had we had not only a whole unit on evolution and how evolution is a lie, but we also cool. had a whole unit on abortion and how abortion... I mean, they didn't really try to skirt the subject. They straight up said that abortion is murder and cool. it's wrong and it's like one of the worst sins that you can commit. Yes. Uh, you know, they spent a lot of time talking about how it's already a thinking feeling baby and basically outlining the choice as being something selfish that a Mm. mother makes and we watched a video i don't remember a lot about it except that they showed uh, an abortion specifically the kind with the suction Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know what it's
1: called dmc yeah
0: so they showed that and in the video they like would slow it down or pause it and say look the baby actually tries to scoot away from the vacuum because it doesn't want to die and they were like see this is clearly proof that this is a thinking feeling baby in here that's trying to save its own life and then they said look at its mouth it screams while it's being ripped apart by this <laughs> vacuum this is not
1: funny but it is actually hilarious it screams i know
0: i still get upset thinking it about have it because like
1: lungs it can't I scream. Know it's in amniotic fluid it can't scream
0: <laughs> it's so manipulative and like how old are you in eighth grade 13, 13 14? 14 yeah. and so like at that point probably none or at least very few of us had had a abor- I, I i would venture to say probably no one in that room had an abortion yet if if so maybe an outlier but like we were young enough that like None of us had really experienced that firsthand. Maybe some people had siblings or yeah. relatives that had gone through things, but it really pushed at your emotions because yeah. you're watching what you think is just an innocent, helpless baby being fucking murdered yeah. up on your screen. Exactly. So
1: that yeah. was my first <laughs> and, and it, I mean that's introduction. That they that's their sort of. Yeah. Marketing towards it, right? Is like if you right. can you can no one is gonna be like, yeah, I love murdering children. So if you can uh-huh. get people to believe that it's a murdering except for children, child murderers. <laughs> except for everyone who has murdered a child, of course. Um <laughs> if you can get people to believe that it is murdering a child, then of course, of course they're gonna be on your side. That's a no-brainer. And it, it strikes me that they're showing this what I believe to be propaganda to children. Thirteen yeah. year olds are uh-huh. children. So, uh-huh. yeah.
0: This was in the Bay Area, too, of California, like, one of the most liberal areas in yeah. the country.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but, I mean, at a Christian school. So, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I doubt they would be allowed to get away with that at a public school
1: in California. No. But Or maybe anywhere to be like, yeah. look at this <laughs> fetus screaming. It's, I mean, it's medically yeah. and scientifically inaccurate to say.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like factually that is false that is not true it's not even possible Uh it's funny because my brain right now is drawing some comparisons to the QAnon conspiracy movement where they they manipulate well i I don't know a lot about it but Mm -hmm. from what i know is it's basically they use this idea that like liberals and the left and everything are making like a child predator ring. So they're, they're basically telling yeah. you that like the children are in danger yeah. and it's the same argument that you, you they use for abortion. Like, Oh, babies are being murdered. Yeah. And so of course, when you hear that, when you hear child sex ring, when you hear baby murder you're like oh that's horrible
1: and nothing else matters right like the reason why someone would do it doesn't matter because you're murdering a child like you know how it happened doesn't matter because a a child was still murdered so nothing Uh else matters when you draw when you have this line of like child murder
0: right and it's why you've seen things happen like a person go into an abortion clinic with a gun and kill an abortion doctor or in the same parallel for QAnon, somebody went into that pizza restaurant and shot it up because that's where they thought the child's sex ring was like it. It's a way to convince people that you're right, but it's like, it's such a slippery slope because it can go so far the other way. But yeah, anyways, and it's it's, just a little connection I made.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I think that, um, this specific issue around the religious right is fraught with um, yeah, misinformation, deliberate misinformation to get people to yeah. vote Republican or conservatively to have other conservative values. Because if, if the other side is a bunch of baby killers uh, or, you know, putting, you know, cannibalizing children, which is another QAnon thing or putting them into <laughs> prostitution rings, then like, yeah, what the fuck? Of course. So it's, um, yeah. I, I think the parallels are great. And I think in a lot of ways, it probably started with, with anti-choice uh-huh. uh, rhetoric that we have you know, yeah. moved into more QAnon type stuff. And it's why it's hard to have any kind of conversation with anti-choice people in your life because yeah. it seems like you're operating from different areas of reality <laughs>
0: sometimes. Yeah, It can um, be hard. There's not an argument against you're killing a baby. right. At least not an easy one. Exactly. I mean, I got I got there, so <laughs> I can try to explain what worked yeah. to change my mind on it because I very much had the belief that it was killing babies and mm-hmm. it was wrong. And I admit, like I looked down on people that got abortions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and what's hard is that so much of what I learned about sex was tightly coupled with my understanding of abortion because. I was taught that sex before marriage was wrong.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if you had sex and got pregnant and didn't want to have the baby, that was just like sin on top of sin on top of sin.
1: Right. You know, so fuck em. So like,
0: <laughs> right. So like you should only be getting pregnant within a marriage. And then of course you like, why wouldn't you want that baby?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and again, the, the the largest, the largest, uh, subsection of people that get abortions are married Christian women. So yeah, they, don't Plenty tell married you that people in church. <laughs> get abortion. No, they, they don't.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I also got education about this outside of school. I mm. specifically remember, um, I only went to one church my whole life, basically. I did go to some youth groups at other churches. But I don't believe, I don't remember them talking about abortion. They might have, but uh, the one I do specifically remember was at my non denominational evangelical mega church sorry I always throw up
1: in my mouth when I say that
0: (laughs) Uh, but they had this whole section and I think I must have been in college at this point like I must have been 18 or 19 and they had a sermon that was it wasn't specifically anti-abortion like I don't think they were using the rhetoric that it's murdering babies or that it's wrong but They did very heavily go with the like save the lives and Mm -hmm. like, you know, this innocent, you you know, all the normal stuff. And I remember at the end of the service, they were putting together this whole thing to offer free ultrasounds to pregnant women so that they could see that. And like, you know, it would help them if they don't have enough money to get an ultrasound. And then that's like the number one thing proven to stop people from getting abortions. And I remember at the time I was dating someone who was an atheist and uh, he was at church with me. Cause I don't know I, uh, why, but my boyfriends always came to church with me. I just <laughs> must have something about me. <laughs> uh, do the Lord's work, uh, Kaylee, saving souls. I know here. he is a Christian now, but not cause of me. <laughs> we you swapped never know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, So I remember saying to him, I was like, wow, this is such an incredible like service that this church is doing, offering, you know, they, they really postured it as like, they're helping these pregnant Mm -hmm. women and that they really tried to say like, oh, we we love these pregnant women and we want to, we want to like give them services and help them and we'll help them with adoptions and we'll Mm -hmm. give them free ultrasounds. I was like, this is such incredible work. Like, I love this. And he was like, this is manipulative. Mm. And I was like. It blew my mind to hear him say that because I was always used to seeing the church as this, you know, they're the good guys. Mm -hmm. They can't do anything. That was, I think, one of the first times I'd ever considered the church doing something emotionally manipulative like that. And that's because (laughs) i have been so emotionally manipulated. (laughs) It was, Yeah. yeah. But basically after that, that wasn't really what pushed me. I actually stayed anti abortion for many years even Mm -hmm. after I deconverted out of Christianity it was one of those things where it was like I got more and more liberal with my views but I was always really uncomfortable with abortion I always was like I would never get one and like I don't really think it's right I think there needs to be a lot of restrictions like I only thought it was okay to like save the mother's life or Mm -hmm. if uh, maybe in the you know the case of rape or something like that but I didn't I never considered it from the side of a woman, which is sad because I'm a woman. Yeah. <laughs> but it really took becoming friends with somebody when I was in college who eventually told me that she had an abortion. Mm-hmm. And hearing that, it kind of like sent me through a loop because I was like, fuck. I don't think she's a bad person. I don't think she's selfish. I don't think she's evil. She got an abortion because she wasn't in a situation to support a baby. She was still trying to go get more higher education and become uh, a lawyer, I think. Like, she still had a lot of school to do. And, like, the kind of work that she's doing now is helping tons of people. And if Mm -hmm. she had had a baby at that age, she wouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And so. It wasn't like instantly when she told me that I became pro-choice. It was like, I met somebody and that helps to unvilify the view of women getting abortions that I had. And the longer I sat with that, the more that I realized that I don't think it's wrong. And then, you know, now I've spent a lot of time reading and learning about it. Yeah. And so I have more understanding of it. It's such a nuanced kind of thing. And it's, fucked up to just paint everybody who gets an abortion with the same broad brush that they're just like uh you know what's the word i'm looking for irresponsible yeah Yeah. irresponsible selfish people because that's just not true yeah it isn't people get pregnant all the time even when they are very responsible and trying to have uh protected sex
1: (laughs) It, it is it is interesting i hear this uh you know you need to take responsibility for your actions sort of argument a lot um i mean i personally think having an abortion if that's what you decide to do is is a responsible decision okay now we're now we're pregnant or i'm pregnant and what do we do to move forward have it carry it and put it for adoption or have an abortion i think mm-hmm. all of those could be responsible decisions i think there's yeah. this view that a lot of conservative people try to try to try to paint like this picture of a woman who is extremely promiscuous and just going around and having a bunch of sex with a bunch of guys, cause that's what liberated women do and they're not using protection and then they get pregnant and they just wanna get all these abortions and not have any responsibilities is like, do you know anyone like that? <laughs> cause I don't, <laughs> that seems very traumatic to just have a ton of unprotected sex get pregnant all the time and have abortions all the time and if someone is doing that they would make a really (laughs) shitty parent right like i don't think they, they they should be forced to be parent either so like I don't think that person really exists. I'm sure there are some outliers that do.
0: There are probably a few, yeah, but that's not the most common scenario of a person that's getting an abortion. Yeah,
1: most people did use contraception and the contraception failed. Most people who get abortions again are married, theoretically in stable relationships. So, you know, like this trope of this like hyper sexual promiscuous woman who just doesn't want any responsibilities is, um, is a myth.
0: Um, yeah, well, and it's like people don't understand like an abortion is, I mean, it's it's safe and effective and all that, but it's not a fun procedure. No. Like it's, you know, it's a medical procedure. It's gonna fuck you up for a bit. Like, right in your, your body you're not your body. gonna feel good yeah yeah
1: and like and they're expensive and not always covered by uh-huh. insurance so like no mm-hmm. i can't be shelling out 300 dollars every time i get pregnant to have an abortion so like it's also just not like yep. convenient to do like some people uh think
0: i mean a lot of these things are i mean i would say like out of all the different ways to prevent or end pregnancy like an abortion is probably the most inconvenient one. Yeah, like, the most
1: I, invasive, certainly. But
0: I've taken a Plan B, which i not. That's, I'm not saying that is an abortion; it's not, <laughs> but it's you know the most intense form of birth control I've ever taken before, and that fucking yeah. sucked ass. <laughs> I yeah. felt horrible the next day, mm-hmm. and it fucked up my hormones and my period for like three weeks. Yeah,
1: yeah. That um, really made me think a lot next time I had sex. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So this responsibility thing really feels to me a lot more like punishment for women uh, that they don't like or women having sex that they don't like, right? Uh Well, now you're pregnant. Now you have to have it. Like, you know. Um, And I don't think
0: adoption, like I feel like there's this weird rhetoric that like mm -hmm. people that are like pro-choice are anti-abor- or, anti-abortion are anti-adoption mm-hmm. which is totally not Laughable. true I'm super pro-adoption mm-hmm. I am not pro-forcing pregnancy yeah
1: I mean adoption is an alternative to parenthood not an alternative to pregnancy like you said so the, yeah. the person still has to carry that child for eight to nine months, right? Theoretically, Mm -hmm. seven to nine Mm -hmm. months. Um, There's still all the health risks associated with that, all of the increased, you know, medical expenses and procedures and all of that, plus the actual birth, which is traumatic to either Mm -hmm. have a C-section or um, a vaginal birth. Like there's all of that that you might just not want to do or be able to do or, you know, like emotionally or physically, you know, I think that that's not, they're not comparable choices. And while I think most people who adopt are pretty um, selfless and and their hearts are in the right place. I think there's also a lot of fucked up shit about our our adoption and foster care system. And I can understand someone not wanting to put their child into that because there is just an inherent amount of trauma that happens when you separate families, when you put the child into the system. And and I'm not saying that people who are adopted are like not worth it or uh, family members who are adopted. Um, I'm just saying that like that system is really full and overrun um, and not run well all of the time. And so if someone makes a choice to not put their child into that and to have an abortion instead, I think that's still responsible. Yeah. I also want to note, kind of going back, yeah. it's always interesting to me. There is an argument of uh, pro-choice argument about bodily autonomy, that, and that's the one that I'm closely identify with. And I really feel like it should get to the heart of what a lot of conservatives supposedly hold dear, which is that like the individual is the most uh, like sacred thing, right? And anything mm-hmm. that sort of violates the individual's rights. Um, mm-hmm shouldn't. (laughs) So the body bodily autonomy argument is that like nothing, no other living thing deserves or is entitled to your, uh, anything from your body to sustain itself. Right? Like people can't Mm -hmm. just be like, well, you're a, you're a blood match. So we're going to do this blood transfusion. Sorry about it. Or, you know, like make someone give up their kidney or something because, Mm -hmm. you know, the the rights of the individual are, are paramount. Like what you want to do with your own body matters the most. And um, you know, a fetus very much acts that way. It, it attaches itself into the uterus and it uses all of, not all of, but a lot of the nutrients and blood and other things yeah. that it needs. And if someone doesn't want that, to happen to them, then they have every right to not consent to that happening. And I I feel like that should be an argument that really, um,
0: I think the argument back you would hear is that the rights of the baby mm -hmm. outweigh the rights of the carrier because the baby can't do anything to help itself. It's like an innocent life that must be protected. That's what I've heard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. At least.
1: Yeah. I have heard that as well. And I, I think, um, that like that shows that they're into giving more rights to some people than to others right yeah. which is not mm-hmm. again not a conservative view um so yeah i think that that they sort of fumble around the, like well how do we still make the woman pay for this decision without you <laughs> right know? um yeah so i and that's that's the one that i favor but uh, mm-hmm. it, it probably won't get you very far with conservatives so maybe <laughs> maybe avoid that if you're trying to talk to your anti-choice um People in your life, your anti
0: anti-choice anti choice <laughs> anti. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So let's change gears a little yeah. bit to talk about how do we talk to anti-abortion people, and this is mm-hmm. a very tough thing yeah. because. It's pretty much impossible to argue against religious beliefs. Right. Um, if, if you can even get past the whole abortion is murder thing, yeah. you have to still also get past the whole sex outside of marriage is wrong thing. Right. There's, you know, I, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to talk to somebody who strongly thinks abortion is murder and convince them that it's not. If they feel like life begins at conception, hmm no (laughs) amount of scientific fact or
1: proof is gonna sort of yeah it's not
0: it's not gonna change that so Mm -hmm. i i hold the belief that arguing over those specific things doesn't really get anyone anywhere but at the same time we are all here together and i'm (laughs) i guess i'm specifically talking about america uh we're all here in the united states and we all have to live together and we all have to vote and have specific laws around abortion because that's that's just the way it is. There's I don't really see a path where all abortion is going to be legal and if we ever do get something like Roe v. Wade or mm-hmm. abortion back through the Supreme Court, that's fucking years
1: yeah, down the line. Maybe decades honestly so, because them judges they yeah. live a long time.
0: Yep. So it's basically like We are now in this situation where states have control over abortion Mm -hmm. and particularly in places that are more swing states or Mm -hmm. not one way or the other. You know, I live in California, so abortion is pretty protected. I think actually we are going to be voting to have it added to the the California Constitution here. I think that's on the ballot this year. Yeah. Which is super cool. But that's not the case in a lot of states. No, Pennsylvania Uh, is
1: interesting. There is nothing really on the books about abortion. There there are some restrictions around timeline. But because we border a lot of Midwest states like Ohio, where abortion is like fucking illegal and and a few other mm -hmm. places, there's a lot of people coming into like Pittsburgh, which is in Western Pennsylvania, that borders those states to get abortions. And because they're overwhelmed. Those providers are trying to push people like more into Pennsylvania, into Philadelphia, into stuff. So PA has a lot of people that come here to get abortions, um, interesting. which is interesting and, and maybe a little bit dangerous, though.
0: Yeah. Well, and if anything, expensive. <laughs>
1: yeah, that time wise, you know? financially, like, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, so it's
1: it's difficult to find, like, common ground with a lot of anti-choice people, right? Because if one of you believes yeah. it's murder and one of you doesn't, then it's like, where do we start? So we have some ideas, but uh, I'll yeah. let Kaylee talk about it.
0: You're welcome. So, uh, I have some experience with talking about this just because of the way that my views on it have changed and talking to people in my life who are uh, anti abortion. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the common ground that I have found has been around health care and also Mm. preventing future abortions. Mm -hmm. So, if you can kind of try to think about the way that an anti abortion is thinking, if they think abortion is murder, then let's go a step beyond that and try to prevent an unplanned or an unwanted pregnancy from even happening. And the best way to do that is to have better sex education. Mm. And so even though they think that sex outside of marriage might be wrong, you might be able to make a case that providing free or cheaper contraception And better education so people understand how they get pregnant (laughs) and how to prevent it from happening Mm -hmm. will lower the number of abortions that are going to happen. And Mm -hmm. I've found that for a lot of anti-abortion people, they actually agree with that, which is kind of funny because a lot of times conservatives are against sex education but this yeah. i think when you frame it in the way mm-hmm. of preventing abortions it's something that they can get on board with
1: <laughs> yeah and, it, and that's it's backed up by science too which they may or may not mm-hmm. care about but <laughs> <laughs> most studies show that um you know restricting or banning abortion doesn't Make them stop, right? Like it just means nope. that they don't get them from a doctor, um, yeah. or they go out of state, or they do maybe something that's unsafe. So the things yeah. that that cause abortion rates to lower is if you make it like a safe and uh, acceptable idea to actually carry and have a baby. So, like Kaylee said, just better universal health care, especially mm-hmm. for birthing people, and I think that also includes. Um, like parental leave, like making that yeah. federally protected so that someone mm-hmm. um, can be around for a few months to raise a newborn, mother or father, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and not not be afraid that they're gonna lose their job. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and like you said, more accessible contraception is also a huge deal, more accessible contraception. So like Kaylee said, you can just prevent pregnancy from the get. Um, yeah. And sex education will help with all of these things. So, you know, I think um, if you can, like Haley said, show that these things actually, these are the things that make abortion rates go down and not just banning abortions, then yeah. that could be the common ground that you have.
0: Yeah. And I've also found that also appealing to the emotional side. Some Christians have been open to thinking about mm-hmm. where the mother is at. Yeah. Um, not all of them have shown that they think that the mother that is considering an abortion is a horrible sinner some people do have compassion for that person so framing it along the lines of well what if we were able to make it so uh this person who is pregnant can give birth for free and not ten thousand dollars (laughs) yeah what if we made it so that it was a safe thing and they didn't have to worry that they were going to die while giving birth. What if we had free or at least cheaper or subsidized childcare so that they didn't have to worry about being able to put food on the table and a roof over their heads. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All of that is connected. And I think it's, I think it's important to note that we are, a lot of conservatives and, and people in general our politicians sort of place the blame, quote unquote, of this stuff on the individual person giving birth. Mm-hmm. Like the mother didn't plan right. Uh, doesn't have enough money. Shouldn't have been doing this. Shouldn't have been doing that. When, when this is a community thing, like we are all mm-hmm. responsible for the health of our community and the health of the children in yes. our community. And um, these policies will help birthing people, give birth if that's what you really, really want, right? <laughs> like you got to yeah. put your money where your mouth is. If you're going to have these expectations, then you need to support that and not just have this hyper individualistic society where we can um, like shit on women who don't do the things we want them to do. And then also force them to give birth, like fuck them. Right. Um, yeah. This is a community. It takes a village. Really? It takes a village. <laughs> um, I mean,
0: seriously, that's a lot of the ways that people did live in community yeah. before in the before the in, the, in, in history like, right. you know it wasn't just all all for yourselves everybody yeah. you know if oh you got pregnant good luck having a roof over your head and feeding your child because of your bad decisions like yes. that's fucked up <laughs> that's such really a fucked is. up way to be yeah yeah <sighs> don't do that
1: don't be like
0: that guy uh, are we good to wrap up? I think
1: we're good to wrap up
0: what, what I really love about talking about abortion is that it all boils down to the need for better sex education I think you could I I think if if you give me any topic I can somehow make it an argument for why we need better sex education (laughs) uh anyways um (laughs) If, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to us. Our email is hello at sexedshouldn'tsuck. We also have a contact form on our website, sexedshouldn'tsuck.com. Jen, can you tell everyone about our Patreon?
1: Yeah, we got a Patreon uh if you want <laughs> to be a patron there are some cool prizes and tiered uh, tier things that you can get like merch and stickers and a shout out in this show like we're about to do Woo. right now thank you bill for being a patron we love you <gasps> bill, bu- bu- bill, bill, bill. so yeah that's a thing you could sign up for we would uh, be eternally but grateful yeah. it'll help us bring you more episodes like the one you just heard yeah.
0: yes and another shout out goes to Kent Soliday. Thank you for mastering our sound. Such a sound. I appreciate you making us sound good and not bad. I think I've said that exact thing before. I need to come up with some new lines. There's only so much you can say
1: about Rising
0: Master Sound. Thank you for mastering our sound. <laughs> K to the E to the N to the T. Ah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thank you everyone for listening, How and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
1: Presidents have like pardon power, so I don't think that is actually executive order. It's just like a normal thing that presidents do, so pardon
0: (laughs) ma'am. I'm okay.